self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another episode I uh, just want to let y'all know a few things. Go to www.conversationconartist.com to check out our new stories attached to our new episode, as well as our old episodes, as well as being able to leave some feedback for us. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at red underscore calamity. Also, we are still doing a list and letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it into the website or you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Um, we have two questions this week. First being, if you could create a holiday, what holiday would you create? Hmm. This is a very difficult question. What would you create? National Take Your Dog to Work Day. What? So I could take my dogs with me. The holiday is ass. Why? I don't know. You should just get a job where you could bring your dog with you. What job would that be? I don't know. Fucking <laughs> like work at a fucking like dog sitting service or some uh, shit. No. You had to take your kid to work. I think that's discriminatory. I ain't got no fucking kids. <laughs> Well, kids are more oh well not, not necessarily. Don't do that shit, nigga. Well, you finna say they more obedient because that's bullshit. My dogs are more obedient than most of these people's children. I don't know. You just deal with the bullshit ass kids, and I do too. I feel like them would be the kids folks would be bringing to work with them too. Mm-mm. <laughs> I, bring I don't my know. Dogs to work. I wouldn't bring my kids to work on a bring your kid to work day. Why? No way. What you mean? Why wouldn't you bring your kids to work with you? Why would I want to? It's not mandatory to bring your kids no, here today. it's not mandatory. But I want to show my kids off. Why not? What do you mean, why not? I don't understand. <laughs> Something gonna I be don't wrong know why with oh, your bring kids? your kids to work day exists. What's the purpose? Show your kids what you do to be able to show your kids off to the people that you work with. To and they're depending on how old they are, so that they can see what a typical work day look like. There's a lot of things. What you mean? I make you so uncomfortable. Why? I introduce to my I introduce my kids, my coworkers, as the young gentleman or young lady that used to live in my scrotum. I just. <laughs> Why would you do that? Because I want my kid at work with me no way. Just don't bring that ass. You ain't got to embarrass That's what I'm saying. Why? In the world, I don't know why people want to bring their kids. I just gave like, you Just raise reasons. your kids and make them great, product, or great members of society so that they can create some shit, create some articles I can read, take care of me, repair my car. That'll be enough. I don't want to see them at work. It's one day. <laughs> Probably had pictures of their little asses hanging up anyway. You see, you're going to see them anyway. Never mind. You probably wouldn't have. I'd be like, is that the one your wife cheated on you and got pregnant with? Oh, <laughs> you, no, no. Don't bring your kids to work if I work with you <laughs> and tell me all of your secrets. Oh, my God. What holiday would you create? I don't know. I have to create a, a holiday surrounding deliciousness. Okay, I it'll have to be this. like you know, you know. For me, I want it to be something free. Oh yeah, like free, yeah, free ribs day. <laughs> like everybody get a, a, a voucher for ribs, some good barbecue. 
Yeah. And you can take it to wherever sell barbecue. And they're going to have the most delicious ribs set up because you know what? Everybody take free ribs day serious. <laughs> and they make the best ribs they've ever made. And they, they make sure make it's the tender. Best ones? Because it's, they're giving it away for free. So. Yes. Because it's a market employee. It's like. You're going to find out where the most delicious ribs at. It wouldn't be the whole day, though. Because they have, like, National Donut Day. And then it's only for, like, between this these hours where you can go. Or they had fucking National Cheesecake Day at Cheesecake Factory. And I was so motherfucking mad because I was going to go get... I eat cheesecake a little bit at a time. I can't eat a lot. Mm-hmm. I can't eat a whole slice. But I was going to go get some. This shit, you had to eat it in. You couldn't get it to go. You had to dine in to eat it. And it was only between these like stupid ass hours. Like I was so mad. I was like, that's some book. Don't even do it then. You're going to put all these strict ass parameters on the shit. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Now I got to I can't make it to the fucking 280 for my job. Order some cheesecake, sit out in there, eat it and make it back in an hour. You, I can't do that. There's no way. I, I could go get it and bring it back with me, though. That's what I was planning on doing, but it was dying in only. What if there was a purge day? No, I don't. <laughs> Why not? No. That's a holiday. No. In my world that I created. I mean, they had the purge on Rick and Morty, too, and one of them alternate universe. I don't want, because I don't want to get purged. What you mean? Like, because I wouldn't be out running around killing folks. I would be in my house. I had to be one of the people boarding up shit, trying to keep me safe for 24 hours. That don't sound like fun to me. That don't sound like a holiday. That sounds like a nightmare. That sounds like it's awful. I think the purge would only be something that somebody would want if they were actually going to be killing folks. Because otherwise, you're just victims. <laughs> you're just a victim of it. I, I feel like a lot of people going to go out and carry out crimes they wanted to carry out. Like kill their husbands, like Rick and Morty and the actual Purge movies make it seem like it's just a lot of random killing. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it is, and I maybe would be if it existed. If you, I mean, if you think about it, if you were like a um, not a pedophile, if you were a psychopath, that'd be beautiful for you. You go around just killing people without having to suffer the consequences. So you would just be killing random ass people. Or these kids that start out killing cats. Oh, I can upgrade to a person now? And I ain't even going to get in trouble for it. <laughs> what? How was a kid even going to do that? What you mean? The same way they kill cats, they'll figure it out. You no, know they won't like figure it out. They, you don't think so? One, they got to be a kid that'll have access to some kind of gun or weapon, which means they're going to have to get it from their parent. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they not going to just, a kid not just going to run up and just murk somebody but a without psych- a surprise. But a psychopath plan so if the purge was a holiday you're telling me the kid can be hoarding stuff like taking steak knives the parents ain't gonna notice one night and just making a little pal for when the day come so that they could go out please these kids first of all kids are smart as fuck secondly a psychopath is also very intelligent and if that's what they want to do they is yeah the same way they murder cats and shit in the neighborhood. If it was a purge holiday, I make my services available. Like, if you want to hide, go ahead. But if you want your husband killed, <laughs> if you want uh, your baby mama took care of, you know, if you want somebody took care of, call your boy. Call Mr. On Point. So you're going to be out here purging people on behalf of other folks. Why not? 
Cause then the next year when the purge happened, all of the family members of all of the people that you killed gonna be trying to purge your ass. I ain't said I ain't I ain't said I'm gonna do this shit like with, as myself. <laughs> Put on a daredevil mask out here. <laughs> That's how they do on the purge. Oh yeah, they did have a mask. Yeah, on. give me a Batman mask or something. <laughs> Cut my beard. How would you get payment? How would I get payment before the purge happened? But I say, how would you get payment without them knowing it was you? Like, would you have accept cash only? Like they had to drop some, it off somewhere. Buy me some big bitcoins. <laughs> Shit, send me some bitcoins. That's how we'll do that. We'll pay me on the black market. That's how we work that out. I don't think that I would be able to kill somebody. I've never even been angry at anybody enough to want to take their life. So I'm pretty sure. I would be inside hiding and shit from all you crazy motherfuckers out here murdering folks. I, that don't sound like a holiday I won't need to post. I be up. I have my hands around somebody's neck like this ain't personal <laughs> at all. That makes you a psychopath. I'm not a psychopath. Yes, it does. If you able to kill somebody and be completely removed from it, just doing it on behalf of somebody, you killing complete strangers and just being like, it ain't personal. <laughs> I'm just saying what I think might not happen like that. <laughs> I could kill them. I might be like, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? I thought I was a murderer. Mm-mm. Crying. Ooh, free, uh, a free, like, day where you could take, I mean, this goes back. I'm just mad that kids get a lot of stuff and dog owners don't get shit. A day where you can take your dog to the vet for free like they do all of these like the shit before school for these kids they can go get shots and all of this shit taken care of with no charge to the parents feel like it should be a day like that for dogs let me take Fido in here and get him get his shots for the year you know how much that shit costs you have any idea how expensive yearly shots is if you're a responsible pet owner <laughs> and I got two of them now <laughs> You did that to yourself. I sure did, but still. So do people who go out here and procreate. They do it to themselves, yet we help them all the time. <laughs> Shit. They chose to have those children. So I feel like I chose to have my dogs. But they the children help. are humans. So? Give a shit about them You kids. went and picked dogs out. That matter. You didn't have to go pick them dogs out. You didn't have to go and have a baby. But you, once you had a baby, it came from you and it's your legal responsibility to take care of it. The dog, if, if one of these dogs go out here and do some bullshit, I am legally responsible. If they bite somebody, I am legally responsible. Shit, I took him to the um, park, dog park today. It's a big ass sign that say, anything your dog does, you are responsible for. I'm still responsible for them. You could also take your dogs to Nowhereville, Georgia, drop them off in a damn I mean, park and nobody and drive away and come home and pretend like you never had dogs. You and nobody will ask a question. Kids. You can put them, take, take them down to DHR and relinquish custody. No, you can't. Yes, you that can. shit ain't that easy. But you can. No. You not can. without consequences. Not without, you're going to have to pay the state child support. Do you have to yes. pay the state child support? You have to pay the state child support if you relinquish custody for no reason. Huh. They always or or it's an empty ass threat that the DHR lawyers always saying to keep parents from doing that, you know. But don't nobody want to pay for something they ain't got. <laughs> well, and plus it's not if when you relinquish custody, you're not legally responsible for it. That's what you're saying. If you turn getting your rights to that child terminated, then I don't understand how you would then have to pay child support. You give support. them to another person. That's the case. If you give them to the state, that is not the case. But sometimes the state will terminate your rights just because you were a shit-ass parent. And 
Well, you don't pay child support for the child once your rights have been terminated. Well, that's—I mean—that's the termination of rights. That's different than relinquishing custody. Ain't like, the outcome the same? Because when parents get their rights terminated, most of the time they still seeking custody of their kids. They just didn't complete whatever. Oh yeah. They didn't stop Re- doing drugs or. or they didn't finish counseling or they yeah. didn't do whatever was supposed to be done. And so they still going to try to get custody of their kids, you know. But the courts can still make those parents pay child support to the foster family or the uh, family member that they go to. Um, in an agreement, it won't be because they are the custod- custodians. So, um, so, would you participate in a reverse slavery day? <laughs> <laughs> Like, if you could choose five white people to be a slave and they had to do it, let's say they had like a collar on their neck for that day, and if they didn't do it, like Suicide Squad, the head will explode. No, that actually isn't very appealing to me. Like, I just. What if it wasn't like that level of slave? What are people doing stuff for you? I still would. That would be uncomfortable. Like I feel like that would be weird. I don't understand how people did that shit before. Like I feel like <laughs> it takes a, it takes a a real depraved ass person to be able to look at somebody like property and just make them do shit for you and not look at them like humans. Like I don't think I would actually be able to do that. Like I feel like shit. I don't need like people that I know doing shit for me. It makes me feel weird. So like I don't think I would want to participate in that. I don't I wouldn't either. I don't think it would. I feel like, you know, the reason why they were able to do that is because they looked at us like we weren't, you know, they ain't see it as like fucking up with humans or people. We weren't people. We were like property. I feel like you, it, it's easier if you can have that kind of mentality, but I don't look at people like that. So I don't think I would be able to like do it. They just be chilling in my house. They probably wouldn't be doing shit. They just be there. <laughs> I don't even think white people will let that happen, bro. They kill all our ass. Oh, hell yeah. Bop, bop, bop. Yeah. All of us will be gone. Pretty much. Well, if it ain't nobody to enslave us, I guess this day won't make a difference then, huh? That's yeah. what happened with that. Okay. Second question. Would you let one of your friends, or would you be mind one of your friends dating an ex of yours? Uh, I would definitely wouldn't give a friend permission to date one of my exes. Like, if they asked me, then I'm the answer going to be no. <laughs> um, if by a series of events at some point I realize one of my friends and my ex done got together, then I ain't going to have a fit about it. I don't think none of my... So, okay. So, the way me and my female friends operate, I can't say this for all women. Because women, our friends do do this, I guess, to each other. I don't know how much of friends they really are, but... My friends usually hate my fucking exes because cause of the bullshit that they did or, like, the way that we broke up. So, like, they hate them niggas more than I do because I don't really give a shit. Like, after a while, I'm real detached from folks. Mm-hmm. They usually are way more upset about shit than me like it happened to them. So, it would be really odd for me if one of them even came up and was like, hey, can you know, such and such ask me out would you mind i just can't imagine that ever happening because they get so mad about like way more angry <laughs> than i do because i just i don't know i i'm my my attacher is broken <laughs> so 
I detach from people like completely 100%. I don't give a fuck about you no more. While my friends are still upset. Like to this day, it's still people that I've dated that they be like, fuck that nigga if I even bring him up. Kill <laughs> like, <laughs> what that fuck nigga do? Like they are super upset. So it would be weird for me. Like that would be odd because they don't like them most of the time. So were they to ask you, they found him, he's changed, they kind of like who that is, then what would your response be? I don't even think I would give a fuck. I really don't because here's the thing. One, you already saw what this nigga's capable of. You want to go out there and, and, and roll the dice, bitch? Good for you. Two, I can't even explain the phenomenon of like, I don't care about people. Like, when I, it's like a, it's like a light switch. When that switch goes in the off position, I really don't give a fuck. Like, not even the tiniest bit. Like, I could walk in on one of my exes fucking my best friend. I'd probably be more mad at her, but as far as like being hurt about him, I don't give a shit about that shit. I don't give a fuck about you no more. Like, when, when I care, I care a lot. When I don't care, it is beyond apathy. It's like, I don't even know. I'm actually trying to work through this shit now because it's a little unhealthy, I think. I just don't. It's like nothing. It's like being in a white room. Just nothingness. I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck. Don't matter. Uh, There's a level to which your friends are expected to respect you. So if you did catch your ex messing with your best friend, then... Like, the only person you're really supposed to be concerned with is the best friend. But, I mean, most people wouldn't. Like, I don't know. I don't necessarily think it's in anything is wrong with the way that I detach from people. I think it's probably what we're supposed to do, but, like, emotions don't really allow people to do it normally. Like, I can't even, like, I wish, I just tried this this weekend trying to explain this to somebody it is literally like the most apathetic feeling ever like it's just it's nothing like i don't feel shit nothing when that once the switch is off and i don't it would be cool if i had control over it but i don't at some point i just my give a fuck run out and i don't have any more left and it's just nothing now and i don't really have control over it it just i'll just literally one day look up and be like oh okay like it doesn't matter i don't give a shit so apparently it's a defense mechanism that was put in place in my younger years is is what has been established. Yep. But um it it's I can't even explain it. Like I really don't give like it does not matter to me. I don't care like thinking about that relation. You know how sometimes you think about it and you have like these regrets or these like I don't have none of that shit like I don't care. Which is a problem when shit don't work out and then, like, if the ex comes back and is like, hey, we should try again, Mm -mm, it ain't going to happen. I don't even look at them the same. I don't find them attractive anymore. Like, it's nothing. No no backsies, (laughs) basically. You you never gave anybody a second chance. That did you wrong. Yes. Yeah. Because there's one dude that didn't do you wrong. You kind of just treat him like an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. So he shouldn't give you a second chance. Yeah, he probably will. He did <laughs> four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten chances. 
He probably, but that's what I'm saying. Like that shit that he do, it would never be me. I would never do that shit. I would never let somebody treat me how I treated him. I was doing it on purpose though, trying to get him to leave me the fuck alone. It didn't even work. Well, that's you should have used your words. I did use my words. Mm-mm, you should have used your words more aggressively. You said, I don't want to be with you. And he said, yes, you do. And then you're like, I'm going to treat you like shit. And then you start treating like shit. Because if somebody tell you and you don't want to listen, okay, I can show you. <laughs> I can fucking tell you. Like, what is wrong with you? Leave me alone. I'm not interested. I'm, I'm cool. I'm good. He was just, he just was not. He wasn't gonna check me enough. I didn't like that. Like he, I could say, "Hey, let's go out and murder some people," and he'd be like, "That's wrong, but okay, let's do it." Like he, he would agree with whatever the fuck I said. I could, I don't like that shit. I'm wrong a lot of the time. I need you to be able to be like, "No, you need to sit the fuck down." He was not capable of doing that. Oh, okay. So I can't deal with that. Like, don't be agreeing with me all the time. That I, I don't. Mm-mm. My dogs don't even do what I tell them to do all the fucking time. Because they are dogs. They what you mean? You they can train are not a dog. Humans. You can train a dog to do what you tell them to do. My dogs just don't give a fuck. No, you can train dogs to respond to commands. Yeah. But they don't understand what the hell you talking about. But I'm saying they don't even respond to my commands all the damn time. And I don't get like I just don't want I don't want a yes man. I don't need you to just agree with me or uh if I say I want something, you just get... If it's not in the best interest of what the fuck we trying to do, don't get it. That's stupid. You need to be like, no, Reg, you, that's... No, ma'am. He was not capable of that. I can't... I cannot stand that shit, like, at all. I don't need you to be argumentative, but I do need you to call me out if I'm fucking wrong. Like, you need to tell me that shit. I need to be able to trust that if I'm doing some shit I don't need to do, that you're going to be like, hey... Sit the fuck down. <laughs> You're looking for a very specific type of person that is very hard to find. What Somebody who is not a yes man and not argument. Like, the further I'm you not, get away from a yes man, the more you're getting into he gonna be argumentative. I'm not saying I'm not saying that you can't be argumentative. I'm just saying you don't necessarily have to. Cause like some people, I ain't finna argue with you know, I ain't finna argue with nobody. You don't necessarily have to be argumentative. I just need you to be able to I won't even say stand up to me. I just need you to tell me if I'm wrong. Just tell me if I'm wrong. Now, will I accept that you told me that I'm wrong? Sometimes. Or sometimes I might try to argue you down again. <laughs> you need to be prepared for those outcomes. So what you're saying is you want somebody who is going to challenge you. Yep. But you're going to challenge their challenge. Yes. So what you essentially need is somebody that can accept you challenging their challenge. Yes. That's a very specific type of person <laughs> that is going to be very hard to find. Why? Why is that something hard to find? I don't understand. Because men is men. What is that? That's why. What do you mean? Men got that ego. They got that they testosterone. Got they shit. got that pride. Mm-mm. So you're talking about having a man with a compromised level of those things in order to let you have it every now and then, but not be, be the kind of person. Enough. You need to be secure enough in yourself. That's that's that is how I would describe that. You need to be secure enough in yourself where you are able to call me out on my shit, but also let me have it sometime. Like you, man enough to just allow that shit from time to time. That's what you need to be secure enough in yourself. I don't need nobody that's prideful or I'm the man. So this how that shit go. That is not gonna work with me. 
we would not get along <laughs> at misogyny all. Misogyny ain't gonna work with you. Hell Sexism no. ain't gonna work nope. with you. Mm-mm. Which so you gonna have to have a man that ain't got none of that shit. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they out there. They're not the. I don't know that they're the majority. But they're out there. But yeah, I can't. So yeah, I said all that to excuse me treating him like shit. I will say this: I did try to just end it, and let me tell when I tell you, this nigga would not stop. Like I would go home, and my mom did not help. I would go home at Christmas time, and it's gifts from this nigga, and I'm like, what? Oh, he dropped it off. Why did you let him drop it off? You know we're not together. We didn't talked about this. Stop encouraging this shit. I'm never gonna get rid of him if you don't stop this. Like, it went on for years. Like, it took me so long to get him to leave me the fuck alone. Like, I'm not even joking when I say years. Like, and every time I thought like I ain't heard from him in a while, every time I would be like, okay, good, he finally got it. We good. He would pop back up. It's been about a year now, so I, I think I'm in a clear. But he was not gonna let that shit go. He was determined that we was gonna get married and and have 2.5 children and live happily ever after. And it was just not gonna happen. Was not in the cards. Was not in the cards. I gotcha. So, yeah. I gotcha, ma'am. I don't even know how the fuck I got there. Where was the question? Oh, damn. <laughs> I completely forgot what we, how we even got here. Um, but yeah, so I would be more upset with a friend than, like, I don't, ex, I don't care about exes. Like, I, I don't. Once you're my ex, or I ain't even going to say that. Like, if I'm interested in you and you let me know that you ain't interested in me at some point, I'm not going to give a fuck about you. I'm not. Cause I'm not gonna keep investing shit like that's I don't know again it isn't even something that I control like I'll just look up one day and just not give a shit about you it's just how it works and I know it's to preserve my feelings and to preserve myself but like I don't know sometimes it feel unhealthy as shit I don't know like it feels like cold well, if it feels unhealthy then it gotta be unhealthy if you feel that it's unhealthy yeah I mean, I don't know. Other people think it's amazing and they wish they could do it. Like, I could give lessons on it. I don't even know how I do it. I literally, it just, over time, I just don't give a because fuck. Because it's not, it's not like a, it's not like a just a neutral. No. It's the complete opposite of love, I guess. Yeah. You know well, what I'm saying? I don't like, hate them. I don't. Well, I mean, I don't think, I don't necessarily think the opposite of love is hate. I think the opposite of love is really indifference. Okay. Well, indifference you know is a good description. I'm very indifferent. Like, I just don't... I don't want nothing bad to happen to him. I just... I don't care. Like... That's what I'm saying. I, I just think, don't give a shit. <laughs> I think the opposite of giving your all into, every, into somebody is giving absolutely nothing and no consideration. I think yeah. that's indifference. Hate is another thing. Yeah. But, um... I'm either all or nothing. <laughs> like, I, literally, all know, or nothing. I got to, I still have a, I've, I leave all of my jobs and relationships in a way that I might be able to get them back one day. <laughs> I know that's not the case because people move on, but like, yeah. I'm just saying that to emphasize how I don't burn bridges. I don't. I'm friends with everybody that I've dated. I'm now. friends with them too. That, But it, 
the reason why I'm able to be friends, though, I think it's, it's that indifference. Like, I don't care. Like, I so if you want to talk to me about who you dating now, we can do that because it's no, I don't give a shit. Like, I really don't care. So, like, so with, this is, is even with the people that have wronged you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Like, I literally don't care. So, it's like one exception. Everybody else that I've dated, I'm still. They still will call me from time. Like I don't care. And we've talked about the new people that they dating, and my feelings they ain't hurt. Or I don't give a shit. Like it don't matter to me. So the indifference again is I, indifference is a good word because it's not like I can't stand to be around you. Or I just no. I'm cool with them. Like I don't give a shit. Now again, the problem has been. One in one or two of the cases where time has gone by and maybe they matured or whatever the fuck case may be, and now they're like, "Let's try again," and I'm like, "Nigga, no, <laughs> I'm good, thanks." Well, after thing. I mean, after explaining what you explained, you know, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if I call what I am with my ex's friends so much as we still have a positive oh, relationship okay. this because is, I ain't calling them up and talking to them about shit going on in our life now. Yeah. No, it I ain't that, that kind of situation. I ain't saying I can't do yeah. that, but like that is, I, I don't think that's a, that's something a lot of people do anyway. Like you have to have some specific people in your life that you didn't. Well, and most hmm. of them, like <laughs> most of them, I'm like one of the only people in their life like that, where it's like somebody they dated that they cool with now. Like that's not usually how that goes. And so I've had one or two of them be like, this is the weirdest fucking relationship I've ever had because of that. Mm-hmm. Because I, it's, I just, I don't care. Like, it don't matter to me. I don't, because I don't feel anything where you're concerned, like, romantically at all. So, you know, listening to you go on about your dates and shit, it don't hurt me because I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter to me. So if I, so... Just a clue in to anybody. If I'm able, if we if we dated or whatever the fuck, and you able to talk to me about who you dating, I'm at the point where I don't give a fuck about you. Just FYI. I don't care. It doesn't matter. So, and there's no go, ain't no backsies. It is what it is. So, and the only reason I think it's unhealthy is just the extent to which it is. Like, it just kind of feels... Or maybe it's because I have an expectation that I should be like everybody else where, you know, where it isn't that complete disconnect. Like, I think that's probably more what it is. I, I don't feel like anybody else does this. And so that makes it feel a little unhealthy to me. I don't know. It don't sound, it don't sound that unhealthy, to be honest. Just weird. It's just not within the norm. Yeah. But, Yeah. I think, I guess we answered that question. We did <laughs> roundabout. We did something. Anyhow, if you have a question you would like for us to answer in a roundabout way, you can send it to the website or you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationcarartist at gmail.com. Um, Mary J. Blige, oh, the government. She's the next celebrity in the long list of folks who ain't paying their fucking taxes. 
Gotta pay, pay your taxes, people. I don't understand that shit. Like, if I ever come into some money, that is gonna be the one thing I'm not gonna leave to chance. I'm not gonna just leave. I'm gonna need you to show me. If you my money man, I'm gonna need you to show me where you fucking paid this shit. Like, every year. Because I'm not finna come to a point. I think hers is like $6.5 million that I owe at one time when I could have been paying this shit over the years and it been in smaller increments. Like, that's crazy as shit. No. There's no way. Like, why are y'all not paying y'all fucking taxes? Because the IRS, they leave too much wiggle room. But if you, I don't want your wiggle room. If I keep seeing all these celebrities, like, <laughs> oh, and these, like, I ain't even finna try to wiggle shit. Let me just pay what I owe. <laughs> however much that is let me just do that because i don't want this i don't want these kind of problems because i feel and most of the time it's when the person ain't ain't that popular no more it ain't in the height of their career that this this tax shit come up it's when they ain't as popular and now you got to come up with 6.5 million dollars off top to give to the IRS. like that's crazy as shit i mean that's yeah, maybe it's 6. a plot. 5 million. 6.5 million. 6.5 million dollars in back taxes between the years of 2008 and 2016. I wonder what her tax rate is. I don't know, but she got to pay 30k to her can do and now she got this shit. Well, what this means is that if she in a 35% tax bracket and 6.5 million is 10% of what she made. And we still talking about $180 million that she done made. I mean, if you can't pay $6.5 million out of $180 goddamn million. That's what I'm saying. Why not just but pay But that's a span shit? of that many years. But that's still a lot of money from that period of time. Yeah. That is a lot of money. Like, I owe money to the IRS, but my issues are way different than that. <laughs> like, I ain't got eight, $180 million that I'm trying to. Yeah. Just keep to myself and yeah, not pay like, my taxes. Like. It, I promise you that ain't the situation I got going on. If she making 180 million in that in that period of time, I ain't got no empathy for her ass. <laughs> pay that shit or go to jail. Matter of fact, IRS come get her ass <laughs> ASAP. She gonna be like Lauren Hill doing these concerts and ain't gonna see not none of the money. She gotta pay it right to the IRS. Mm. Just pay these fucking folks. Like, and I don't want to hear, you know, somebody else is probably over it or in charge it. I ain't, again, if I become a millionaire tomorrow, one of the, my, the things on the top of my list to make sure that I take care of my fucking self or to make sure has been taken care of every year is this tax shit. Because I'm not finna be this. I'm not finna be Mary J. I'm not finna be Lauren Hill. Not finna be Wesley Snipes. I'm not finna be none of these folks. I'm gonna go ahead and pay this shit and just be done with it. Because that's easier than you... <laughs> years later after you ain't at the, you know making the kind of money you were making at that time now i gotta come off 6.5 million dollars to give to you fuck out of here that's crazy and then she paying thirty thousand a month what is that a year times 12 360,000. every year or i don't know how long she gotta pay ken do that not sure that is not if she making 180 million dollars in that little time don't even feel bad for her about kendu 
<laughs> to be honest, $30,000 a month. For how, I don't know how long. Is it the course of his lifetime? Or? It ain't his whole life. I mean, if he get into a relationship, they ain't going to make her pay for his family or no shit like that. It's a period of time. I think they come up with that at the court. I think it's different every time. But I don't feel bad for people who who, who rich and evading taxes. <laughs> Pay that shit. Pretty you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's plenty of ways you can do. Sh- like, you can make a pay my taxes concert and make yep. six point five million dollars or all tour. that money go to the yeah. Taxes. You can do a tour. <laughs> like Mary J put together a tour. Get over your damn tears. You're not gonna cry. Get that shit out the way. <clears throat> cry. Get it out the way. Then go on your tour. Yeah. Make that money. Pay your taxes. Clearly, the money that you make there is going to accrue more taxes that you got to pay. But it'll just be a quarter of that. You'll be fine. Pay yeah. that shit. I ain't got no. I don't feel bad for you. I mean, I don't I'm feel out bad. here. I owe the IRS. I owe loans. Yep. My job pay me decent, but not enough to pay off all these taxes. Yup. I mean, I have a history of making mistakes on my taxes because I was doing TurboTax. And so oh, yeah. a couple of times, boom, something done popped up on me saying, hey, yours, what was it last time? Like $2,000? Damn. Yeah, like yours, $2,000. I'm like, damn. In broke nigga terms, that's a lot exactly. of money. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh my Shit, God. $2,000. You know, and oh, that's why damn. I've been telling people lately, look, get you a tax person. Yeah. Get, just get you a tax person. I wouldn't even say go to like HH. What is it? H and R Block. H and R Block. I'm gonna say HH Green. Go to H and R Block, man. Just get you an individual tax person that you deal with, and do not go to those people in the hood that say we will get you oh, this much refund. God. Because what they do is they <laughs> fill in all kind of crazy information to yep. get you a whole bunch of money back. And you know what? When the IRS come and tell you, hey, what happened? You gonna say these people, they business ain't there no more. You don't know their names. <laughs> they put in fake information, and you got a big return back, but the IRS want that money back with interest. And you been out here balling out of control, and ain't even got the money. <laughs> yeah, don't go to them people. I mean, they promise a lot, but if you get audited, then the IRS will fuck you. Yep. And no lube. None. When the IRS fuck you, they gonna they the booty warrior out here. Oh my god. Of of getting your ass. I hate you. They are. <laughs> I mean, it ain't no other way to put it. The IRS, when you rub them wrong, they coming at you. So, don't go to them bootleg tax folks on the side, no. but get you a tax person. That'll be real beneficial. I'm trying to remember that hood when in Montgomery that was real popular. Had them ghetto-ass commercials around tax time. Damn, what was the name of it? Oh, my God. They had the hoodest commercials ever. I cannot remember. I think it's a family in Montgomery that got uh, indicted for that. Probably did. Millions and millions. (laughs) Like millions of dollars that they were stealing from the IRS. Probably the ones that had them hood ass commercials. Like I'm talking about (laughs) hood grills. Like hood is fuck commercials. Like it's crazy. That's what they do. It's Montgomery though. So a pastor. Is under fire for saying that he wanted to eat Nicki Minaj's booty on Instagram. <laughs> William Henry Dewberry III, mind you, which is a ridiculous name. <laughs> Dewberry. Right. Apparently is an elder at the Church of God in Christ in Memphis. 
<laughs> now he acting like he ain't posted. He acting like somebody hacked his Instagram. Pastor. Just cop. See what it is? I'm sure he thought Nicki Minaj get like a million comments under her pictures. Ain't nobody gonna notice mine in the midst of all of these. Because it is amazing that somebody like saw his because she do get a lot of comments. Yeah, somebody saw his. And <laughs> you're not safe on the internet, y'all. No, you're not. You're at not all. safe. Mm-mm. Like, be careful what you posting out here because people will find it. They will recognize you, and your career potentially be over. And that's what happened with him. I think he thought he was safe because there was safety in numbers in the number of posts she has, and there wasn't. Somebody saw him and put him on blast. Why is you as a pastor saying you would eat her booty anyway, sir? Like, why is that something for you to comment? Pastors get hungry, too. I fucking hate you so much. I'm just saying. Why a pastor can't want a booty sandwich? Because he's a pastor? Or a booty cream cone. Fuck. (laughs) I'm just saying. Because he's a pastor, and that is not supposed to be what he's doing. But he is a man before he is a pastor. Is he a man before he's yes. a pastor? That's not you how they. A pastor? That is not how they display themselves in the church when he up here telling everybody else about their infidelities and shit. Listen, how they shouldn't be doing this shit. Pastors are men too. They are expected to sin and have indulgences and temptations. Yeah, but they're supposed to be better at not indulging in the temptations. But that's the beauty of having a forgiving system. <laughs> He gets to say, God, I repent yeah. for talking about well, eating that booty. Look, God forgives, man does not. And like, like unless you um what's his name? The Hatch Boys and the Body Armor. Damn it. Everybody thought he had the package because he got real skinny. Eddie Long. Eddie Long. Unless you him, then churches ain't I mean, your 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 church members might have feel a little bit differently than Jesus do about this. Like, Ed Long got away with it, but I don't know that he will. He's not as well known. I mean, he could have done this in a different context and been fine. Such as? He could have he could have found Sister Jofina, Jofina, Josephina, out at Walmart and said, I'll eat your booty. And she would have been okay with it. What? She have been okay? Her husband just <laughs> left her. Her kids ain't in the house no more. She don't have no contact. All she got is Jesus in her Bible, but her Bible don't, you know, don't do stuff like she wanted to because it's a book and not a physical creature or a dildo. You so I wonder if it's a Bible dildo. No. Hold on. Are you fucking Googling that right now? Bible dildo, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, this is going to be one of them episodes where the church people going to crucify you in the comments. Oh, my goodness, y'all. I don't want to know. I don't want to see. First off, there is a dildo with a Pope head on it on the top. Oh, no. We got a dildo that's a Jesus cross at the top, but a dildo on the bottom. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is ridiculous. It is. What did you think you were going to find? It's a book. <laughs> it's a book that looked like a Bible on the outside that you open it up. It's hollow and it got spaces for your dildo and your anal plugs. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. This is interesting. <laughs> it is a fleshlight Bible. Oh, It's a Bible God. with a hole in it where you can put your meat uh, in it and do your thing. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh. Okay. I mean, I didn't expect to find that. 
So Sister Josephina could have <laughs> a Bible that give her some action, but I'm just saying she would prefer a man that would eat her booty over that. Why does the man have to be the pastor? Look, if that was the case, it wouldn't be a lot of pastors out here that had babies out there from women in the choir or or, <laughs> or in the congregation. Touché. Like that's so weird. Like how do you? <sighs> If a pastor was hitting on me, that shit would be weird as fuck. But matter of fact, Didn't the pastor hit on you, and it was weird when I found out he was a pastor. And I ain't talked to that nigga since. <laughs> so yes, and it was weird, and I have not talked to him because it was fucking weird. Why is you like? I know they, I know they can like get married and have a family. They're not priests, but I feel like you. Mm-mm. It's just weird. It's just weird. I curse a lot. I curse a whole lot and I'm not gonna not curse because you a pastor like I just you need to find somebody that's not me okay like. I'm sorry we're going off real for a second oh, what the you- eight freakiest sex things in the bible oh my god it says you also took the fine jewelry I gave you the jewelry made of my gold and silver and you made yourself male idols and engaged in prostitution with them supposed to be a deal though Ezekiel 16 17 that is that that's probably all um, Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> probably why they got turned to salt because <laughs> they were doing that shit. I don't know. Women are the worst part too. If two men, a man and his countryman, are struggling together, and the wife of one comes near to deliver her husband from the hand of the one who is striking him, and puts out her hand and seizes his genitals, then you shall cut off her hand. You shall not show pity. So two dudes are fighting. Uh, One of them is her husband. If she comes to help her husband by grabbing the other dude's genitals, somebody's supposed to cut her arm off. Oh, my God. I ain't even going to go no more. No. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, if you search Bible dildos, Don't. I, just, I just done fucked up my Google you history. because sure like, I can't even. have. Yes, you have. I feel like when I go, when I die and I go to the waiting room before you get to heaven, because I feel like if heaven exists, I feel like there's a waiting room in which you wait in probably for like a long time, probably for like 50 years or something like that. That's purgatory. Like imagine how long. In Catholicism, that would be purgatory. Um, Whatever it is, it's a waiting room and you go into God have a PowerPoint presentation set up that go through your life and all the bullshit you've done. That's gonna be on your yes, Bible deal. No searching, it's gonna be. I mean, there's a lot of shit I done said in the podcast that's gonna be on there, but yes, this is gonna be like a it's gonna have a little asterisk next to it. <laughs> like, not only did you do it, but you had a dialogue about doing it and being here at this moment when you when yeah. you die, yeah. And so, this got an asterisk next to it because you knew better. <laughs> that's what's gonna happen with that. Okay, okay. At at the end of the day, all I'm saying is pastors are men first. And you know what men like to do? They like to put their mouths on women. Now, I'm not going to say men like to eat booty because a lot of them don't. But eating booty does fall under the umbrella of putting your mouth on a woman. So some men like that. And some of them happen to be a pastor. Look, whoever that pastor get married to is gonna get their groceries ate all the time in the name of Jesus. I hate you so much. <laughs> I have nothing to contribute to this conversation. Okay, I just that was 
that wasn't really anything social justice related, but it was just really No, he just likes to make me uncomfortable. I do. That's all that is. Uh, so, Trump is, has bankrupted the Secret Service. He hasn't bankrupted them, but they are already at their yearly total in August because of all his family members and because of all these fucking trips he keep taking and the fact that he don't stay his ass at the White House. So the Secret Service has reached their max on the um, on payroll for the year and we're in August. <laughs> Bro, and even know. if they have an October 1, like at my job, you still two months out <laughs> from that. Bro, they getting overtime. Yeah. Pretty much over overtime. Over overtime, because he this y'all this y'all president though. This is y'all want. He he cares so much about the American people, but you spending frivolous ass money. And the reason why his family members like ain't nobody nobody else has put their family in all these positions, right? Because they wouldn't need all of this uh, as much Secret Service protection were they not doing work. For the government, because he didn't put them in fucking positions and shit. His daughter, his son-in-law. Um, so, yeah. Um, he's bankrupted. Well, okay. Not, I mean, that that is not true. Mm-hmm. He had... Lying <laughs> on Trump. Fake news. Oh, my God. Fake news. <laughs> he had... They are facing a situation where they're going to have to figure out where the fuck they're going to pay these folks for the rest of the year. They're going to have to reach into some reserves or some shit because they done ran out of money. They done ran out of... So this amount of money was supposed to last them for... The year. For the year? Yeah. Okay, so not four years. No. Not the whole presidency. No, for this year. They do it by year. They they like budget out money per year and they didn't already reach their yearly amount. Like, who stopped the president? Who stops the president? What do you mean? Who stops them? Like who says, President, you can't go nowhere with your family? Or I don't know. Secretary of the Treasury? I don't know. Who in charge of the money? <laughs> like you need to sit your ass down. You're traveling too. We ain't got no money to cover <laughs> this shit. Whoever in charge of the money? Damn. They don't have enough money to make payroll. In an interview with Secret Service Director Ralph Tex Alley's, it was revealed more than a thousand agents have already hit the federally mandated caps for salary and overtime. Never mind, they ain't getting overtime allowances that were meant to last the entire year. What is the Secret Service salary? I don't know. I would imagine it's a lot if you got to try to take a bullet for somebody. It better be a lot. <laughs> it's about a hundred thousand. Okay. But at least be six figures. You got to take a bullet for somebody. How many agents do they have? This a thousand. I was thinking it's a thousand Secret Service agents. He said more than a thousand agents have already hit the federally mandated caps. So yeah, a thousand. So what do they got to work for free from here on out? I don't know because it's the main. They well, the hit federal the cap. government got to. They gonna increase. have to go into a reserve something. I mean, they, them folks ain't gonna work for free. I was finna say, you know, Trump can use that money that he ain't taking for the presidency, but that ain't number like four hundred thousand dollars. That'll pay four of them. <laughs> like, damn, that is a lot of money. Yeah, I ain't gonna be no Secret Service agent. I wonder how much they get paid after they retire, like after that president, because you know they stay with that president, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder if they still get paid that much. Probably less because the the danger is less, and 
They pro- they traveling less. They're not doing as much business for the country. Like it's less. I would imagine. I mean, but why would I continue that job if it's gonna be less and I can just go be a manager at Staples? You ain't gonna make. You, you're not gonna make what you make it now at Staples. Well, if you already make a hundred thousand dollars, what is less? Less, less gonna be, could be seven, if it's seventy five thousand. That's that's gonna be hard to find in a civilian world. Nah, man, a GM position at a Red Lobster will pay you that more than that. I know my GM almost getting six figures. They are not gonna want to go from doing what they do to like managing a Red Lobster though. Like I feel like I just don't think that's what they would want to do. I feel like they would want to continue doing that job, and it would be an easier job. You would get less money, but it would be an easier job once they in the office no more because they again they're not traveling and shit as much as they do when they president. Whatever. My question is, what happened when the president die? What happened when he die? What did what did those secret servicemen go? Do they just like cycle back around to the president, the current president, or? I doubt it. I think the reason that they send them presidents with them is because they got so much information from that previous administration. I think it's, I don't think it's just, I think it's other reasons why they let them. But I'm saying you can't. You you gonna fire him because his president died? Like what happens to them if the president dies? They probably get a uh, some kind of restitution or something. <laughs> probably get a big lump sum. Sorry, your man died. <laughs> Trump probably ain't gonna make it out of the office. Yeah, I don't think so. Not the way he going. I mean, I ain't even talking about like no assassination. I'm just he just old. <laughs> He's seventy. These yeah. presidents look like they aged by about twenty years when yeah, they. That, I mean, unless he gonna look people, like the damn tales from the crypt. Those are people who give a fuck. I don't think I don't think Trump is under no stress. He just living his life. Like I feel like Obama. Look, if you look at him from when he was in office and then eight years later, he he had a lot of stress because he gave a shit and he was trying to like work through. Trump don't care. He just hey, this nigga still out here golfing and shit. I like, think the opposite of what you think. Really? I think he's under more stress. Why? From his psychological belief about himself, from his narcissism. I think that he's under more stress because he believes that people are being more unfair to him than any other president was thinking. I think that because he's narcissistic, because he thinks so highly and so valuable in himself, the fact that the news is saying stuff that he don't agree with, the fact that so many people on these uh, polls are, you know, he got the lowest numbers of all time, the fact that he ain't getting nothing completed and getting nothing done. I think the fact that he believes he should be doing these things is going to stress him out way more than presidents that have actual realistic beliefs and understanding of how the political system works. Maybe. He ain't showing, like, uh, Sean Spicer. Sean Spicer looked like he was stressed the fuck out. By the time he left, like, he looked like he had been, it had been four years for him. That's because they don't drugs testing them cats. That man was snoring <laughs> cocaine in the bathroom before he came off in their meetings. Shit, you got to do what you got to do emotional. in the Trump presidency. But I'm saying, like, the people around him look like they're aging and stressed out. Trump just look the same every time I see him. Like, he don't look like, I don't know. He just look like he chilling. Because I feel like his narcissism won't allow him to believe. Like, he just feel like everybody being unfair, everybody's being stupid. Like, it ain't him. And I think that would lead to more stress than than any other president because other presidents they they have stressful decisions to make but donald trump has stressful decision to make he got the same decisions all the other presidents got to make but, but he got realistic unrealistic expectation 
I don't think he's stressed about the decisions though. Like, like Obama kept coming up against with opposition from the Republicans. He, it was hard for him to get shit passed through. Like, he was having to sit in all of these caucuses with these folks and shit. And I feel like he was stressed out. I, I just feel like Trump just come in there and be like, "Look, this is what we need to do." Like, he just don't care. Like, I don't know. I don't see him stressing about the issue. I can see the stress that you're saying as far as like people not liking him. But him actually being stressed about the issues themselves, because he feel like everything is simple. This is the same man that was like, who knew healthcare was such a complicated issue? Well, that's what I'm saying. I think I think his stress originates in different places than those issues. But I think they originate because he's in the position of the president. He don't care about those issues, so it might not no. cause stress. The stuff that caused him stress is stuff that other presidents didn't care about. Yeah. You know, they didn't care about polls. They didn't care about what the news was saying about him. They didn't nope. care about all of this stuff that, you know, Donald Trump care about. He's an idiot. So he's not going to make it. That is my hypothesis. We'll if see. Donald Trump continues you know, carrying on the way he people is, live long then, lives. <laughs> like, huh? Donald Trump is like, he don't, you, you. <laughs> my mom told me that she thinks Kingston gonna live forever because he's so hateful <laughs> and mean Trump one of them people is like he gonna live forever just because people want him to die Kingston is just a dog he is but he, he don't is. understand the concepts of hateful and mean I don't know about he that don't. he didn't do some shit before that I on purpose because well, he was don't upset mean he understand the concepts of being upset Dogs have emotions. They have emotion, but they don't have an understanding of the concept of that. He ain't got to have an understanding of the concept to be hateful and mean. He is mean. He mean to everybody, including my ass. And the only reason he tolerate me, I feel, is because I feed him. Because there have been moments where he was tired of my shit, too. <laughs> so my mom was, because I was talking about how I wasn't going to get another puppy. Like, Remy, it, because it's, it's too fucking much. I don't want to do this shit again. And I was like, you know, when when Kingston died, she was like, Kingston gonna outlive you and because he's so mean. You know, old dogs look real creepy. They like been to have one eyeball left and mm -hmm. half of their teeth on the right side of their mouth gone. Be white because they fur get gray. Yeah, Kingston's starting to get a little gray. He got That's, some gray coming mm -hmm. in. You ain't finna be around here looking like no damn. I mean, until he zombie dog. <laughs> Until his health is set, like, I'm not gonna. I, I don't think I would be one of these people who, because I'm so attached to him, will want him to be around in pain. If it gets to a point where he has conditions that he's in pain and it ain't no way to treat it, or ain't no way for me to treat it monetarily, I wouldn't like keep him around just for my sake. I would, I would let him die with dignity. Uh, you know, I would let him go. No, but if I ain't, I mean, if he cool with his one eye and he ain't in no pain, he's just gonna be walking around with one eye. <laughs> yeah. My determination for the end of his life is gonna be how much pain he in, what his quality of life is. Cause I wouldn't want nobody to just have me linger on just cause it make them feel better. That's selfish as shit. I ain't gonna do that to him. If he in a lot of pain, I wouldn't want him to be in pain. You gonna drown him? That. No, I'm going to take him to the vet and have him euthanized. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Choke <laughs> him to death. <laughs> no, I'm not going to murder him. I'm going to take him and have him euthanized. You should put some rat poison in a steak. No. That's fucked up. I'm just saying. It's yeah, gonna be it's delicious. a painful way to die. Not until that poison kick in and your stomach be all <laughs> fucked up. What are you talking about? No. 
the steak will be delicious until he starts digesting the poison. Well, give him a steak and club him in the back of the head. Or I could just take it to the vet. <laughs> well, at least take him a steak to the vet, too. I'll give him his last meal before we go. I ain't going to take it to the vet. Okay, that's fair. He'll have food before we go. And Not regular food. No, I would give him something good. He'll get, like, for his, for their birthday, I get them special stuff. On Imager, it's a bunch of sad stories of people's last moments with their dog where they, like, give him, like, just a plate full of hamburgers or yeah. just something that they like. Yeah. And then put them down. Yeah. Like, that's been the last day. This is when you know yeah. that your dog got to be put to mm-hmm. sleep or whatever. That junk be so sad. It is sad. I'm not, again, I you know, Kingston's 10, but his breed lives 16 to 18 years. So, I got at least six more years with him. Well, five to eight, because he's gonna be eleven this year. So I don't mean I don't want to think I don't want to think about it. But I have decided that when it comes to that point, I'm gonna be more concerned about his quality of life, and I wouldn't want him living in pain just so he still be around. Like I wouldn't do that to him. Plus, you know, I, Remy be getting on his damn <laughs> so he be in pain and had this little bouncing ass dog around. Cause Rim ain't gonna calm down till he about three mm. by breed standards. Yep. You so did I, it to yourself. Well, you know what? I don't. That doesn't. That's not helpful. It is what it is. He got pumped by a Doberman today, though. That was funny. Well, should I would get punked do. by a Doberman too? Yeah, Dobermans punk people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a puppy, five months old. She's the same size as him. He's ten months old. She already his size. She's gonna be a big ass dog. I saw her parents. Her owner had pictures because he he paid a thousand dollars for this dog. Her parents were fucking huge. Like I was, I ain't gonna have nothing in my house that big. That that's them dog. The mom and the dad was big as fuck. And like I said, she ribbon size. She five months old. Oh, she already grew that much. That's horrible. Thousand dollars for a dog? It's like slavery. Shit. When dogs end up with sentience and they fuck us up, we gonna know why. Hell no. Because we sold them, sold their ass, took their ass from their family, sold bred them, bred them, bred them to be big, big and strong. Hell. Sold them from their families, took them away, yeah. sent them around. Yeah, but just so we could put them on leashes. Wait, but most of these dogs live better than you and me. Like, yes, they have to be on the leash when they walk. They lay around in soft beds and eat good food. And like, I mean, most is very subjective. I don't know. Mm, a, a lot, lot of, of them. A lot. Of a lot them. of dogs out here being not cared for That's very true, well because there's some shitty people out there i think lot. it's enough of them though like if they did gain sentience like they've been treated good as shit it ain't like with the slaves they they was taken away and treated horribly they get taken away and get pillows and shit and get babied and now the, the dog clothes everybody who put clothes on their dog probably gonna get fucked up because i feel like dogs hate that shit mm, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like uh planet of the apes yeah i don't think so it's like gonna that. be planet of the pups <laughs> They're going to have one leader that rally them and make them believe Kingston. that we evil. <laughs> exactly. Kingston. Yeah, that'll be a good Kingston. <laughs> Probably be Kingston. I am Kingston. <laughs> but see, you think you're going to be okay if cats take over. I feel like I would be good if dogs take over. I got a long track record of being very nice to dogs. Mm. And King, if Kingston the leader, don't know. I've treated him well. <laughs> I don't know about that. Other than bringing Remy for ten years, it was good. I, I think he probably take a offense to Remy's presence. 
I feel yep. like murder. Prior to that, though, it's a great ten years for him. <laughs> so clearly, we know what's been going on with these damn monuments. The Charlottesville thing happened, and the catalyst for that was supposedly the monuments, but which is bullshit because they ain't said not one goddamn thing about Lee. They yeah. were saying Jews would not replace us. White lives matter. Then nobody say shit about Lee. But Blood I digress. And soul, all these different yeah. things. Nothing about Lee though, who was supposedly the whole reason for them. Nothing about him. Robert E. Lee. Nope. But subsequently from that came the dialogue of what to do with all of these statues around the country. Now in Alabama, as soon as the first Robert E. Lee statue came down a few years ago in Louisiana, I want to say Alabama passed a law. That is illegal for any city to remove a Confederate monument. And so Birmingham was thinking about taking theirs down. They want Mayor Bell want to take it down. But they face a $25,000 fine per day. And so what they did was they plastic wrapped it and boarded it up. (laughs) (laughs) I guess, you know, compromise. But clearly this is Alabama, so a lot of people don't get mad. But. I just wanted to talk a little bit about um, some of the history of those. What do you What do you think? Do you think they should all be taken down? I feel like if they're so important, I feel like they should. They could be in museums, but like I don't really understand why they need to be up. Because you can choose to look at them in a museum. Like, we got a lot of schools named after Robert E. Lee. Like, I done lived in two cities, and both cities that had a high school named Lee. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I just, again, I, well, not again. Y'all don't follow me on or have my personal Facebook. But, you know, I don't, I, I've never been to Germany, but I would imagine that there are no monuments to Hitler standing and they haven't forgotten the Holocaust. That like everybody's saying, oh, you trying to erase history. We, you don't remember shit because of a statue. Like nobody in Germany has forgotten what the fuck happened, and they don't need no statues of this motherfucker to remember that shit. Like I just don't think that that's necessary. I think that the place that they belong is in a museum, if you know, in a history museum. I would be okay with that. But like I don't understand why they have to be in the city the center of town and shit so what about statues of like george washington and thomas jefferson other people that own slaves what about those statues where do you stand on those statues they own slaves but i don't think that 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 was their legacy you know what i'm saying like i feel like i mean because like honestly most any any famous white folks before the abolition of slavery you could make that argument against you know what i'm saying most of them own slaves so but i don't think that that was their legacy people like robert e lee because what he symbolized with the civil war and shit you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. i don't think washington's um his legacy was not him owning slaves okay so because that's what Trump alluded to. Mm-hmm. Now, after the whole Charlottesville thing, we didn't get to talk about this because it happened afterwards. But Donald Trump had a whole damn press conference that really shook the country up in terms of being able to support Trump. Because mm-hmm. there is a time to when you politic, there is a time to look at the other side and challenge what's going on on the other side. But see, this was not one of those times. Yep. 
And when he did that, it made a lot of his supporters be like, what the fuck? Like, we've been taking up for him saying what he said on Saturday, the statement that he released on Saturday, and he come out here and the way that he really feel yeah. seems to support these other groups. What everybody was saying about Saturday, yeah. But I just want to talk a minute about the Confederate monuments. Did you see that Confederate monument that they pulled down? Did you see the video? Mm-hmm. You see when they pulled it down, how quickly it folded in on itself. Uh -huh. That's not what statues do. When you normally see statues fall, it fall right down and yeah. dig into the ground because it's solid. And so that goes into the history of these Confederate monuments. The Confederate War ended in 1865, right? Do you know that the peak of when they built those monuments was in like 1910? They started building them around Jim Crow era. Oh, uh, okay. So the Daughters of the Confederacy, which is the group that sponsored most of these monuments, yeah. which is the group that's trying to get this information taken out of these uh, textbooks in Texas as it pertains to slavery and the civil rights movement, had all of these monuments mass produced during Jim Crow. They were meant to uh, invalidate and intimidate the black community mm -hmm. while they were trying to convince the black community they were less. And during this time is when they started the propaganda about Lee being a good Christian man and a man that was fighting for his rights and that was a patriot. That's about the same time that dialogue came about. That brought us to today yeah. where we have so many people that are disconnected from the idea that Robert E. Lee's legacy has something to do with slavery rather than Robert E. Lee's legacy having something to do with him being a good Christian man that was fighting on the right side of the state's rights rather than for the federal government. And I just find it interesting looking at that history of how those statues were made based off of how quickly that cheap-ass statue folded in <laughs> on itself. It was saying that them statues costed about $40 to make back in the early 1900s. Mm -hmm. And they had a company that mass-produced them, mass-produced them so that they could put them up everywhere. And so it was a whole bunch of cheap Robert E. Lee statues all over the place. Like, they achieved what they were trying to achieve. And it's crazy how easily manipulated society is. Mm -hmm. Because this shit ain't new. Ronald Reagan did this with the Welfare Queens dialogue. This is how black women got tagged, or black people and black families, but black women got tagged with the welfare, you know, being that... that Prime, this is what you think of when you think of a welfare recipient. Mm -hmm. It was propaganda. You know, they put black women on TV with fur coats on and stuff, and they called them a welfare queen acting as if they were using government funds to just be around in the hood wealthy. <laughs> yeah. You know, without knowing how much money they actually get, without knowing the statistics and the numbers of white people that are on these services, without knowing, uh, how little these things actually offer in the community. Uh, but, you know, I just wanted to talk a little bit about, about that, the Confederate flag. And, it's just so funny I mean, to the me. the Confederate monuments. Well, the monument, the flag, too. But, you know, you have the these same white people that are like, oh, no, leave the statues up. History, history that are also like you guys need to just get over slavery <laughs> like we need to just move on past that you, you can't pick and choose <laughs> like 
you picking and choosing what history you want to <laughs> talk about. Like, if you get to revel in your history yeah. of a monument of a man that wanted to enslave black people, then black people can revel in the history of oppression in their country. And I've been in this Facebook group, and a lot of people, like, white, it's, it's mostly white people, and they ask the question, a couple of them ask the question, you know, why when this problem when like why is this just a problem when trump is in office and i'm like no nah, this has been, been this a been a problem in the black community yeah it's just i mean i hate to say it like this but every time black people bring something up it's like crying wolf yeah it's like those are just you know they just being argumentative they always do but i feel like the biggest problem with the charlottesville thing is that jewish people were brought into the yep. mix I feel like if this was only an issue as it pertained to black people, then it wouldn't have got as much feedback. But the fact that these were neo-Nazis and had swastikas, I think the biggest part of the uh, 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 group that had an outlash for this stuff was there's a lot of Jewish people. In 2017, this motherfucker's walking down the street with swastika flags like it's like Germany. It just, it's just very surreal and sad but it brings out a lot of dialogue and this guy on cnn dang i forgot his name but he's becoming he he says a lot of extreme stuff that i don't i mean i agree with but the way that he's saying it is is harsh but he says like it's really hard to call somebody a racist this ain't exactly what he said but I'm going to say it in my way. It's really hard to call somebody a racist, you know, sometimes without what people say, without knowing their heart. You know, I give that to you. But when somebody agrees with and implements policy that they know disproportionately affects a brown group of people, what conclusions are you supposed to come up, come about? If, if voting ID laws... If we know that a large portion of the black community don't have IDs for whatever reason and you pass laws that suppresses that group and you support laws that suppresses that group and you already knew before you suppressed and supported that law or passed that law that it would suppress that group, at what point do we say you racist? If you're talking about uh, affirmative action, and you know for a fact that changing anything about affirmative action is going to lead to less jobs for black people. And you still support that and you still pass it. Like what is, where is the line between your own self interests and them impacting a, a subjugated community? Where is the line between that? To me, they wanted to, to me, if you pass or support legislation that will impact a, a particular group then if you're not racist you support racist ideals and that's a fine line to me of being considered racist and so when you have donald trump out here i don't know donald trump i've been avoiding calling him a racist but at the point that you support all of these different legislations that's going to disproportionately affect brown people and you come out with dialogue that seems to support neo-nazis white supremacists white nationalists you're traveling down a fine line of being considered racist i mean i think 
the most difficult part about this dialogue is that a lot of white people are waiting for other racist white people to pull out a clan's hood, put it on their head. <laughs> Shit, a, them motherfuckers that was marching didn't even have no hoods on their head. Tiki torches. Well, put a cactus. swastika sticker on, <laughs> scream out racist things, and then do stuff. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's a racist. But the thing is, of all the people that we saw at that march, how many people who would have went didn't get a chance to go? Yep. And how many people believe those things but aren't wouldn't have been bold enough to go? Like we don't know the scope yep. of how deep that river runs in America. A lot of white people want to believe that it's gone because you can't see it. Because it ain't a cross burning in a yard anymore. Because it ain't Jim Crow whites only anymore. You used to be able to see racism. And now it can only be experienced. But you know who never experienced the racism? White people. Yeah. And so now the only way a white person can see racism is through our shared experiences as black people, brown people. We got to sit there and tell a whole bunch of white people this stuff happened to us for us to say, y'all playing the race card. Bitch, they acting like the race card is the big joker. <laughs> the race card is the fucking three of diamonds. <laughs> it don't get you shit. Nope. It do not get you a book out here in life. Mm-mm. It gets you tagged as a racist about white people. Yep. Like, look, if we got the race card, y'all dealt the shit out. Y'all dealt that hand. Well, I want to throw this shit back. If you play spades, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? I'm going to throw this hand back. I ain't got no spades. <laughs> and I got this race card, which means y'all done fucked me over. Yep. I wish I didn't have a race card to play, and I guarantee it ain't the big joker. Like, oh, you're playing the race card. Bitch, the race card ain't a draw four. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, the race card don't get you nothing. Anyway. I'm off my soapbox. What you got next? Dick Gregory, rest in peace. He passed away. I was going to say that shit before this. Yep. (laughs) I forgot. He died, which is sad. He was a civil rights activist, comedian. Um, If you don't know Dick Gregory, you need to learn who he was. Look him up. Go look at his Breakfast Club interview because he he was putting Charlemagne the God down the whole time because he was being weird. (laughs) Go check out some of his old videos. He pretty much got blackballed in the uh, entertainment industry. Yeah. Nobody would let him perform and stuff like that. Because, you know, his his activism was bold and unforgiving. Yep. And on a Facebook post that I was reading today of his death, it was a whole bunch of people under there talking about times that they had met him. Yeah. It was really, it was really eye-opening to all of the damn experiences that he had. Like, he got shot in the knee at a protest. Um, uh, he was with some, uh, he was with native American, his native American brothers and sisters for a protest they had in the seventies. Like, oh yeah, he was, it wasn't just, he wasn't just black, a black activist. Like he was an activist for just people. Yeah. And I, I like that. One dude said he had met him on a train. He was working at a railroad. He met him on a train and these, this dude and this kid came up to business class and they weren't supposed to be there and the dude went and respectfully told him to leave. Mm-hmm. And they got mad and said they were going to write a letter to the owner and um, Dick Gregory gave him his card and told him, you handled that finally, young man. If they give you any trouble, you call, you tell your manager to call me. 
You know, like it was just a bunch of stories like yeah. that of people had met him, and it was just good to read something like that. Good you know, when Bill Cosby died, his is not gonna be like Hell that. Hell the <laughs> fuck no. His is not gonna be like that. So that, it's good, you know, yeah. when when somebody from the African American community passes on and you can go into the comments and look at all of the positive stories about him. It makes me sad. Like we losing so many great people. Well, the yeah. idea is that Dick Gregory helped a whole bunch of other great people grow into great people and emerge. And, you know, maybe they just not here yet at the point where they're taking up the mantle of what he was. Yeah. But, you know, I'm pretty sure that he sparked, uh, he sparked in a bunch of people that made them become something that we'll see one day. That's all I had. That's all you had? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. <laughs> what else do I have? Uh, I mean, Mary J. Uh, no, not Mary J. It, some people want to replace one of the Robert E. Lee statues with Misty in Virginia. <laughs> Missy Elliott. With Missy Elliott. Um, I wonder, is it going to be like Fat Missy, Skinny Missy? Like, what era Missy? Is it I Can't Stand the Rain Missy? I don't like, know. I wonder what era Missy they would choose. So they got a uh, they got an NFL blackout going on, mm-hmm. and I really can't take credit for any part of that movement because I don't watch football. I don't either. <laughs> I don't know if I should feel bad for having uh, being a part of this fantasy football league. I fucking hate football season. My my timeline finna be full of, especially in Alabama. This Alabama Auburn shit just. Uh, I'm good with it. I can go anywhere on Saturdays and Sundays right. and not worry about traffic. You right? Cause post be posted up. Mm-hmm. If you don't know how serious Alabama football is, like, and what pissed me off, most of these motherfuckers ain't stepped foot on neither one of these campuses. <laughs> It's not the people that went to Auburn like most of the time. Mm. Just sit your ass down. So yeah, I don't participate in college or in a uh, professional football. So I can't participate in the blackout because didn't watch it. <laughs> well, I don't watch football, and you know I'm not the kind of person that would pretend like I'm supporting the cause when it's not something that would affect me anyway. Yeah. Now, video game companies start doing some racist shit. I'm gonna have some dilemmas. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know. It depend on the game, I guess. That but like is. all these people that ain't finna buy Madden, I guess. Mm-hmm. Unless they unless they regard it as not being beneficial to the NFL and only to EA Sports. But don't they get a cut? EA have to pay the NFL to use the likeness. Yeah, this is gonna folks. be a real, like I feel like this is gonna be like I don't know how long the blackout supposed to go. Is it supposed to be until Colin Kaepernick get a job? Because otherwise, is it going to be forever? Like Probably till he get a job. Because the whole blackout started because of his treatment. So, And I was in uh, I was in a meeting today at uh, DHR. And it was some people over there talking about Colin Kaepernick. And they were really trying to avoid. I think because I was in the room. They were really <laughs> trying to avoid talking about that national anthem stuff. Look, I have a story. I haven't even told you this. I was intending to call you to tell you this. So I teach an anger management class. And this past week after the whole Virginia shit, um, you know, I, it's all black people. It's black, a bunch of black guys, a black woman, and a white dude. 
So they were talking about how, you know, how do you not be angry when you got stuff like this going on? And the white guy, I guess, decided he wanted to contribute. And now, <laughs> and this is the first time I've had a, a situation where somebody was like racist as shit to my face. Um, So he was like, you know, intelligent white people don't think that way. Intelligent white people don't get upset, you know, or don't dislike black people. Like, you know, that's not what we do. You know, I, I have black neighbors and we, we don't play that. We don't do that. You know, what we have an issue with is the Mexicans coming, taking our jobs. Damn. And I was like, you know this racist still, right? Like, <laughs> like, just because you're not talking about us, does that mean that it's not racist? Like, you're still talking about a group of people based off of, like, it's still racist, sir. Like, and I feel like the only reason that you're even going to, the, in a different group of people, it would have been us. Like, I feel like, you only saying this because you were in a room full of black folks. If it had been a room full of white folks, I just don't feel like it, his his statement would have been the same. But just the idea that like, okay, so as long as I don't say that about black folks, they're going to be cool with it. And like everybody just kind of looked like, what the fuck is wrong with <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It no. was just crazy. Like his, and the ease with which he said it, like, he wasn't uncomfortable. It wasn't like, I, I, I wonder if they're going to feel a kind of way. He really thought because he wasn't talking about black folks in that instant, we were just going to be like, damn right. They're stealing all our jobs. Like, you ain't, I, I wish white people would stop saying that. They're not, you're not going to do the job. You're not going to go out here and do this hard labor shit. You're not going to do it. It's not like they're taking a job that your ass won't anyway. The fuck up. But that just, The way that people think is amazing. That's ridiculous. So, I don't know how long the blackout. Because I don't know if he's going to get a job. I don't know if this is, you know. That's what I'm saying. Like, are people willing to go the long ride for it? Or has there even been a definition of when this will stop? You know, all those things where it'd be like, don't shop at Target. Don't mm -hmm. get gas. Don't do all of this and stuff. And it don't be enough people for it to make a, a you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't make a, a dent. So, they, of course, they're not going to change anything. Like, it's not enough people that don't shop at Target for it to fucking matter. And I don't know. Or how are we going to judge it? Is it going to be by empty stadiums once the season starts and these games are happening? Is that the determination? Or by low ratings for, for the game, viewing of the games? Like, I don't think that. People I, can say, oh, I'm not going to support the NFL. But if you're sitting at home watching it on game day... There is 13% African-American in this country. Take away the women, it is 7% African-American men in this country. Considering that only 2 or 3% actually going to boycott the NFL, I just don't think it's going to be a lasting impression. You know, and I think of that 1% might truly just say, you know, fuck the NFL altogether, not going to watch it no more, don't really care. Football, I like it, but it's just it don't have to come at the cost of my dignity and how I feel about my culture if they're gonna treat people like that. I mean, I think it's some other stuff that's gonna emerge this season. Like either this dialogue is gonna be completely shut down because they're gonna just stop talking about it because Marshawn Lynch sat down during the national anthem, mm -hmm. and this was his first year back. Yeah, I think that it's a lot of people that's gonna do that. Another character 
Not character, another I was player. Like character. Another player. I'm thinking about Madden. Another player <laughs> sat down. Another player sat. Uh, he he kneeled for the national anthem, and one of his white teammates uh, stood yeah, by and I've put his arm that. on his shoulder I've like solidarity. Like you know, I think it's gonna fizzle out being a dialogue because it was such a drastic dialogue with Colin Kaepernick. I don't think he gonna get a job, and I think they are gonna stop caring about who do that or not. What they gonna do is they just gonna consider black people to be whiny old. Black folks like they do, you know, but if Jewish people start kneeling down during the national anthem, then it'll change. I hate to be one of these people, but like, and then not to say that, the, you know, Colin Ka- Kaepernick's situation is not bad, but it's like being a woman in America sucks balls because these NFL players be whooping their wives' asses or whooping their girlfriend's asses and we find out about it and they don't know why they boycott the nfl for that shit like women just just, yeah women we just don't matter shit i mean that happens a lot it's a lot of other things too i mean not to uh, not to take away from the unfair treatment of women i mean that is what's coming with misogyny in our society no, um, that's my but, point, though. Like, again, not to take anything away from Colin Ka- uh, Kaepernick, but, like, I don't know. I mean, like, in the NFL, drugs will get you suspended for mm-hmm. a year. Like, smoking weed will get you suspended for a certain period of time. You know, it's a lot of morality clauses stuff that they got. Nobody ever thought that somebody wouldn't kneel for the national anthem like that. This is new territory. You know, like they got rules to define what happens when you abuse people. It's stupid that those rules allow you to have your job back. Yep. Opposed to somebody who kneel for the national anthem that don't have their job back. But also look at how society treated Colin Ka- Colin Kaepernick kneeling. Mm-hmm. They treated that shit like it was poison. Yeah. You know, they don't treat domestic violence like it's poison. There, because this is a this is a system by which men are the primary beneficiaries in this situation. They are the ones that's paying their money, and you know what? A lot of these fucking ego driven pride and testosterone ass men and put their hands on some woman, and they in the NFL, so they can be forgiven of a man who put his hands on a woman. Oh, they can't be a they can't be forgiven of a man that won't Sat support down. that flag. Like what? That won't support the national anthem that speaks out about oppression and things of that nature is problematic. Being a black woman in America. Being black in America, but. Well, I mean, like I said before, black women are on the bottom of the totem pole of bullshit ass treatment in our country. Black men right above that, and then probably uh, Latino women, then Latino men. Then native women and men, then Asian um, men and women, then white men and women on the top. Like, but at the very bottom, it's black women. They deal with a lot of shit, and you know what? A lot of that shit come from black men. Yeah. I just it just I hate to see that. I mean, clearly, just a lot of negative treatment of women are going to come from men in general anyway. Mm-hmm. But like, black men give black women a lot of shit we need to need to switch that up like 
I know I'm not gonna give a black woman shit one day, and I'm gonna treat a black woman the way that she want to and need to be treated. But I can only do that for one woman. Yep. You know, I wish I can somehow impact men to the degree that they that more of them do it. Maybe I will one day somehow. Um. Last thing I'm gonna mention, I'm not gonna go into it, but Steve Bannon is out at the White House. Um, it's like a temp agency in that motherfucker. At first, I was thinking that it was because of this. I was thinking that Steve Bannon was the reason that Donald Trump responded the way that he did to Charlottesville. Apparently not. But it turns out that he had, they had agreed for him to leave like on the eighth of this month. So mm-hmm. it like this didn't have much to do with how he responded. Unless Bannon had him respond like that because he know he was on his way out. <laughs> and he was like, well, we don't want to fuck the game up. But Breitbart it, has been writing some fucked up shit about Trump since. Bannon yeah, that's, that's what scares me. Like, what kind of information is Bannon going back to Breitbart with? Where this organization that caters to white nationalists, yep. KKK, neo-Nazis. You know, whether you call Bannon that or not, we know that Breitbart caters to these groups. Yep. Even if it's not through saying hey neo-nazis is great uh or it is through making an article that negatively speaks about jewish people mm-hmm. if it's not about the kkk it's about making an article that talks about how inferior black people are because of some kind of scientific research like they write articles that caters to the ideals and the beliefs of those groups so i'm just wondering what kind of information is is bannon going back to that group with we gonna find out because it's gonna be splattered all over breitbart in the coming and you know cnn i bet cnn got a division right now that just go read breitbart articles (laughs) they're going to find the bullshit yeah oh it's coming it's definitely coming like it's coming well you know mcmasters is somebody that the alt-right targeted and it was suspected by trump that bannon was giving them a lot of information that was coming out of some of the articles that about McMaster's that were coming out, you know, to help them or whatever. But either way, Steve Bannon is out. It's good. He looked like he died like four years ago. <laughs> you like a zombie. Yeah. And he looks like what real zombies would look like. You know what I'm saying? Like you got the movie version, but if the zombie apocalypse happened, I feel like motherfuckers would look like Steve Bannon. They would. They like would. he's like what a real zombie would look like. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. Um Anything else on your mind? Nope. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla.